Hello, hello. This is Adam Walker with Sister City Properties. And this is How to Get What You Want, the interview with Leslie Hankins, my good friend and esteemed colleague. Uh, Leslie, I will hand it over to you. And tell me, first off, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'll stay with there. Fine. Okay. Um, I love this question because it makes me think about, like, what things define me. Um, I will start with the obvious things, like, I'm female, I'm 36, and I'm kind of a counterfeit adult in my life right now, and um, I live with a roommate. I have one dog and one cat. And I, I have to tell you, honestly, I have never been happier in my life. I've been through lots of ups and downs, and I can tell you I'm probably more uncertain about where the next year will take me. And finding the time to enjoy that space has probably been one of the most liberating experiences. So that's a little bit about me at the core. What I do, um, I'm actually a... I have to stop and think of what my title is. (laughs) Um, I am an account director for a startup tech company. So to unpack that a little bit, that just means that I, we have an app that we uh, roll out to large organizations that basically allows users to communicate with one another. Because it turns out a lot of these people don't actually see each other face-to-face throughout the day and they don't give them email because that would be too expensive. So um, our app allows them to chat. So a lot of communication. That's what I do. Perfect. Perfect. So your background is in tech. And um, tell me, most important question of all time. (laughs) What are your passions in life? Okay. So, wow. Starting up with the big guns. Um, My passion in life, it would make sense if I turned around and said technology. That is actually one of the least passionate things in my life. I know. Surprising. I would never have thought that I would have ended up in technology. Um, My... I am very passionate about communicating and connections between people. Um, I've often had this phrase in my head that is like building bridges between people and worlds and I love that moment when I'm talking to someone and they get excited while talking to me about whatever it may be. It could be talking about you know, a great drink that they had or a, you know, the way that they mowed their lawn this week. It doesn't matter. Just finding that moment that really excites them in life brings me a lot of joy. So I'm very passionate about connection and real connection, not just the superficial stuff. Um, I force myself to be passionate about um, health health and wellness uh, that is something that I had early in my life thanks to my my mother really Um, she kind of instilled a lot of good habits and then I went astray a little while because I didn't feel like maintaining it and that's something I've really brought back into my life within the last couple years and um, and really like we were talking earlier just being able to do things that I said I would never do be you know uh, accomplish 
I'm not a runner. If you've ever met me, my, my feet are, are very small. My legs are very short. So when I run, my, my dog actually runs faster than I do, and they have, like, legs that are four inches long. So being able to complete a half marathon was insane in my, in my um, upbringing. Like, I just didn't think I could do that. So pushing through the pain and the frustration and the mental mindset that I couldn't do it was um, a huge passion of mine and then that's kind of carried over to other things not just health and wellness but being a risk taker I'm passionate about being a risk taker in lots of different areas getting out there getting out of my comfort zone getting into cultures I don't understand and probably make a fool out of myself and um, doing this, doing something where, um, you know, it's, it's, there's, no, there's no second takes. And uh, I enjoy that. So what that sounds like to me is that you're really doing, doing a lot to get the most out of your life and um, targeted towards what you really want and leading me into my next question why do you think in this in this blog titled how to get what you want why do you think most people on this planet don't have what they really want okay I would say a lot of people, and, and I include myself in this, um, because it's so easy to get in there. There's so much that we pack into a day, and 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 just doing what comes next that we don't take a moment to sort of like like we're. I'm gonna use a really bad analogy here, but like we're swimming, and the water is just at eye level, and we just keep doing what it takes to just kind of stay right above water, rather than asking other people to kind of help lift us up. So we can take kind of take take the whole landscape into view. Um, it's scary asking other people to lift you up. You don't know what you'll see because you know you can pretty much tackle what's right in front of you. And I think it's just easier to do that. And I know for me growing up, like I always thought, well, I'll I'll have a boyfriend by this stage, and I'll get married by this stage, and I'll probably have a couple kids by this stage. None of which have happened, by the way. So I, did, I should just preface that before. Um, and it, um, I, I had the idea of all these things and all the timelines that they would happen on. And there were some that I had. And when I had them, just having the material things or having the physical things didn't satisfy me because they didn't bring with them the feeling that I thought I would get. So if I kept on living those lives, and I'm not sure that other people out there are doing that, but if I, if I kept on that way, I would constantly want more because I wasn't satisfied with what I had. Um, not necessarily a keeping up with the Joneses, but keeping up with the Jones in my brain because it kept saying, well, this doesn't work, so keep doing more or, or get that next thing or meet the next landmark. So I'm not sure that people even stop to consider what it is that they really want out of life. You know, they consider what they want right now. What would they rather have right now? And not in 60 years from now, what would they have liked to have done with their life? Exactly, exactly. And that brings me to my next question. Um, when most people don't 
know, when most people don't think about that question, that means they don't know what they want out of their lives. That means they're not thinking about that specific question, so they're not directing themselves and their life into a lifestyle that they would actually like to be in. So, um, for those that actually are directing themselves, do you think there are certain characteristics, maybe personality characteristics, that people have who are doing that and who do have what they want? And I'm not talking necessarily monetarily, but, you know, familial or um, lifestyle-wise or uh, possession-wise or uh, friendship-wise or, you know, human connection-wise, just whatever it is that that may be, uh, are there characteristics of a person like that that you could expound upon or nail down? I think... As I, as I interpret that question, I think that just like some people, unlike myself, may have really long legs and be predisposed to run really well, I think there are certain traits and characteristics that could set people up to live a very successful lifestyle um, or one that, they, one that they enjoy or meets their needs. Now, whether or not they do that, you know, that's... that's <laughs> the, the fun sort of caveat of life is like you may be given stacked a full deck but it's still your um, you your, still gotta do yeah, the work it's your gift right. you, gotta, right. you gotta put it in there right. and, um, and some people make a whole lot more out of a whole lot less Yeah. and they're motivated to do so so it, it really I would say you know discipline is huge I would say if you have that, I don't care if you're born with it, if your parents taught it to you, um, thank them, write them a letter, because that's that's one I struggle with on a daily basis. Um, perseverance is another one to... I, I care a lot what other people think. <laughs> to meet me, you might not think that, but, um, but like, my, my outward social image... Um, stops me from doing things that I think I would enjoy at times. So, um, like, I'm like, oh, they might think I'm a failure if I if I did it twice and didn't do it, I should give up. Or, um, you know, it seems really silly to actually say what my dream is out loud because someone else may think there's no way in God's green earth that she could accomplish that, so I won't say it. So, um giving zero fucks if that's allowed to say Absolutely. like <laughs> I think that's something that I've had to that I have learned it's a behavior that I gave I gave all fucks I gave way too many fucks and didn't do anything um, I lived a very safe and ordinary life that actually led me down a really dark road at, at times and um and I'm, and I'm grateful for those because those were experiences that brought me to this table sitting here with the very lovely Adam and doing this this podcast. So I wouldn't change it for anything. And, um, yeah, if I could have been born with that, that would have been amazing. I think there's a certain amount of that that I could have, you know, bypassed and, and moved on with my life. So there's, there's a couple. I don't know that I can recount them now, what I just said. But those are things that I think... 
if I were to look at people that I admire and that have done amazing things with their lives um, by my standards that, that I would want to emulate, those are characteristics that they have that I truly value. Sure, absolutely. So what I'm hearing is that a lot of, a lot of that is your mindset. Um, right, right. It's got to be treated like gold in order to uh, unlock your wanted status or stature. Um, so, for example, what you think, how you think about yourself, how you act, how you practice what you preach and what, you, what you're working on, um, how you speak, how you carry yourself. Uh, these are all things that correspond to uh, your outlook and your really your uh, results in life, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what the brain is like the biggest what organ? I don't know. I'm just making that up right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe not for present company, but um, I mean, it's some might disagree, but that's another story. <laughs> it's a totally different podcast on a different station altogether. Yeah. Uh. Um, but it's it can it can make or break you. It can you can take um, th- okay. So there's there's a really bad analogy. I love bad analogies that I'm going to use right now. But like two people get on a roller coaster and one person's petrified, scared to death, and the other person thinks it's an exhilarating experience. When they get off, and I mean I'm sure they've done scientific studies that I can't like relate right now. But the one that had the positive outset and the positive mind frame got off, and they're like endorphins were through the roof. They had a great time. They felt rejuvenated and they were ready to attack like life and everything else. The one that was terrified just reinforced those fears. And and I think that's that's life. That roller coaster is everything about life. You know and I love roller coasters. <laughs> I do too. I do love them. And I haven't been on them in a while. I'm going to have to go back to Kings Island and ride the beast now that I talk about it. Um, so it's... I, I, I definitely... Um, mindset's huge and they don't teach that I don't think there's any sort of mindset class in school no (laughs) I don't I think I had to go through like 18 years of therapy and depression and you know all that other sort of stuff to even be taught like what my mind is capable of and how I can use it how I can use it to benefit me how I can use my brain to set myself up for success both now and in the future. That's a huge part, huge part of your ability to be successful in any part of your life. Absolutely. 100%. Right. But we don't really exercise it. I don't feel like, I mean, like, I feel like we, you and I, like, have realized that and do it, but, um, you know, I, I couldn't just talk to anybody about that. And that's the interesting part is that only the people, I feel like only the people that are searching for it or, and or are in the know really focus on that uh, and then a lot of people are just out there willy nilly yeah. just going out there working paying bills and living to die basically right. so that's not any kind of life that I want to live though definitely not and I mean you only have so many hours in a day and you've got to divvy it up between like work and your family and you know if you have kids and if you have a spouse or if you have a significant other and then if you have pets and then taking out the trash and brushing your teeth and how much you've got to sleep and so really also what are you looking with fun fun well yeah there's yeah, fun in there somewhere <laughs> I have no fun there's no fun in my life fun is it's all work getting it done oh she's joking I know totally 
Um, but it's that's that's exactly what it is, and I think that takes a backseat 90% of the time because no one's talking about it. No one's making that thing important. And I say no one, but I mean, you know, it's it's not something that we talk about as a culture. And that's part of the reason uh, why I'm uh, having this vlog and, and doing these interviews is to make that more readily available to, you know, people in the public, whether it be real estate or otherwise, I don't really care. I just want to get it out there that this is what I practice, this is what I preach, and um, this is what I recommend in order to live a more fulfilling, uh, grateful, thankful life, rather than just pay taxes and die, right? right. I, I don't want to just do that. Well, and I mean, and that's really inspiring, because I know you live that. I know you say it, and then I know you do it. I know you've, you've put that as the main thing, and you keep it in front of you daily, and, um, and it shows. Like, it really does, and other people get that, and I see what you do inspire not only myself, but those around us, and, and I think that's the beautiful thing about keeping keeping this stuff um, relevant and and kind of putting it out there is that it's just a seed and you plant that seed wherever you go just by doing what you said you would you know and and keeping your commitments and pushing yourself to the highest extreme so that other people see you as an example which I do and I think that's awesome so kudos to you for all you do so oh thank you for that but also um <laughs> Um, directing more towards our theme of and our title how to get what you want yes. how to get what you want out of life yes. um, do you think that like you just referenced saying doing what you say you would do is an important part of what you get out of life and the and the um, rewards that you reap. I think that's huge. I think that is one of the biggest things. I don't care if you are in your car and you look in the rearview mirror and pull it down so that you can, if you're me, put your lipstick on straight and then give your give your mantra. I don't care if you're in meditation. I don't care if you're saying it to your dog or your spouse or your kids. I think the more that you can own it and say it, get it out of your head and into your body is, I mean, that is, that is a number one, a huge, huge thing and, and something that I need to be reminded to do on a daily basis. I actually have a Sharpie, a black, um, uh, it's, uh, not a Sharpie, it's like an erase, thank you, thank you. Sorry, bad plug there. Um, but on my mirror, like if I had a goal weight that I wanted to be at, every morning I got up, I weighed, and then I put that up on the mirror. And then I had like the goal, and I will reach this. So I shouldn't say that I didn't actually reach the last one. But I am so super close. And, and it was just saying it. And yes, I felt embarrassed when my mom came over and had to use the restroom, and I forgot it was on there. And she was like, what are all those numbers on your mirror? But I had to own it then and right. it made it real and it was so funny because then later on that day she was like here are these great recipes for low calorie stuff it was like all of a sudden the people that wanted to participate in my goal that I never would have shared it with or didn't even think to share it with 
wanted part of it and wanted to help me along and that was super helpful so yes say it to yourself so that you believe it say it to everybody else so that they hold you to it um, accountability is huge and when you begin to track anything whether it's weight or um, uh, any type of anything that has to do with numbers whether it's business or pleasure or life or whatever it is and you begin to track that you begin to focus on it more and that be- that is in the forefront of your mind because of that so um, when you track it it's it's there right in front of you you begin to see okay well here's where I need to correct course from this day forward so each day it's like okay it's in front of you how can I work it so that it's in my benefit so tracking anything produces results of some kind oh yeah I mean and this actually I'm gonna kind of do a minor work relation here because I use the scale analogy when I'm talking to people because internal communication is really where I what I work in and people don't track internal communication. You just send emails all day talking and telling other people what to do or telling them what you didn't like about something else. And, and no one measures that. And they measure everything external. They'll measure how many marketing hits people had on the blog or on the website or you know how many people liked this slogan that you did. Like We have all these measurements to measure externally. But yet every company I go to says the most important thing that they have are their employees. And they have no measurement to how they're communicating with their employees. And that blows my mind. And so I'm like, well, what's your baseline? What, how do they feel? What have you measured? Have you ever, what do you, how do you know if you're doing better or not? And they're like, we're just scared to find out. And I can't, I mean, I know. And that's, that's exactly the face that I kind of make because I'm like, that's that morning after what Thanksgiving, when I had like a slice of every pie, like, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm looking at that scale and I'm like, I don't even want to get on it to know where I stand. So how can I correct? How can I, how can I make a difference in my life if I'm just guessing at things? And yes, I mean, there is a little initial fear there, but having those numbers, having that knowledge is nothing but, um, it's just, it's a tool. It's just a tool and you can use it to make your life better. And so that by knowing where you stand today, and maybe today is that you can't run more than 30 seconds. Trust me, I've been there. Um, but then, you know, next week it's 40 and then next week it's 50 seconds. And then, you know, if you keep at it, then at one point you're doing marathons and it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. It's just, you have to keep putting in the effort, know where you stand so you can build your plan. I couldn't agree more. There was one point where I couldn't even lift a barbell. So, um, <laughs> you gotta, you always gotta start somewhere and, um, changing gears a little bit. What um, uh, books for me have been super important in my life and my journey, um, and I know for you as well. So, what um, I would say, top four or five books you would recommend for somebody that was interested in finding out how to better better themselves, as well as getting what they want out of life, oh. or getting more out of life. Um. Oh my gosh, I only I four, loaded right? Question. I mean, that is that is, is so loaded. I mean, I get a lot out of like 
I mean, I could literally live in, live in the self-help book section, um, which now is on Amazon. It's not in a bookstore because those don't exist anymore, apparently. Um, I, For me personally, um, I came... This is a little TMI here, but I came from um, a very codependent um, upbringing where, you know, every pot has a lid. And I I look for that in relationships and, and not even just like romantically, but man, even with my like bosses and the people that I work with. So codependent no more was a huge one for me. Um, maybe not necessarily for all listeners out there, but I, I mean, I think there are really good, great takeaways just to how to build your own boundaries and be able to say that's where you end and I begin. Like you may have your deadline at this point, but because you came to me five minutes ago does not necessarily make it my deadline. And I was, I was definitely that person that consumed every one's deadline and everyone's stress so that one was huge for me um shout out here to the gtd people getting things done i mean i know we're going old school here but that one changed my life that's really where i started to realize that time was something i can make for me or like make work for me um and there's tons of spinoffs, and and I know everyone has kind of used that in daily planners. I was the nerd in, like, seventh grade that carried around a daily planner, and everyone made fun of me. But it was, I'm just a really forgetful person, I think, is where it stemmed from. So I wasn't trying to be, like, posh or anything back in the 80s. I was just trying to remember what my homework assignments were. And um, and then I got away from it. I was it. trying to forget. <laughs> no, I, was, I was too nerdy to, to like let that go. But it is it is proved hugely successful. And I mean, there isn't a day you can't find me where I'm not trying to download a new like list app or um, a scheduling app or, or anything of that sort. So if you if you have read or meditation app meditation. That, you, that you sent me a couple days ago, yes, yes, I, I concur. Yes, um, so that one was really big. I would say um, Shambhala, the the path of the warrior, was another really huge one because that one sort of on the quote that has been misquoted on who it was quoted from but the um, you know who are you to make small your role in this world and that's really bad paraphrasing but realizing that the role I had to play in this life was going to affect others and I needed to really up my game and be a warrior as they use the term warrior so amazing reading check it out it's very very it's what I call a chewy book like I had to definitely um, read passages three or four times to let it digest and sink in Um, and it changed the way I look at my my role in in my life and my role in in my short time on this planet so that one am I up to three right now um I don't I don't know that I can pull um the by the way I'm reading Shambhala again are you oh that's awesome that's awesome one that's on my to-do list that I know you've you've started is the Steve Jobs one oh yes yes so as my former fruit stand people would I'm sure probably approve of that and you got to be a little crazy to to you know make waves in this world and um the oh now the the title's gonna leave me you can help me with this it's like the five it's not elements 
secret. No, it's not the secret. The secret's pretty good too. See, yeah. Um, as well as the power. Yeah. The pa- no, it was. Uh, no, no, it's. I'm drawing a blank. I will come back to this one. No, that's the Lion King. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not there yet. So, uh, The Lion King's pretty good too. If you want a really good motivational movie on how to how to step up and be king, then then go for there it. There you go. I, I, would, I, would I knew strongly, that would come into play. Strongly suggest that it's it's very motivational. Um, and I mean, you can get motivational things out of out of anything in the world in your day. I, I two things that I love are. Um, Breathing, and I know that sounds really dumb. I love that too. <laughs> we both love to breathe. What a coincidence! We have so much in common. Um, but noticing your breath, noticing uh, what you do. Oh, the power of now. How could I forget Eckhart Tolle? Um, if that's how you pronounce that, that's an amazing, amazing book. And um, bringing your awareness into the now, and so to unpack that, like really being mindful of doing something that you hate and I don't like shaving my legs for all the girls out there it's almost winter so I don't have to do it anymore and I'm very excited about that so but but I remember the first time I was like well I'm gonna try this stuff that Eckhart Tolle talks about and just while I was shaving just being like here is the razor I'm going to shave my legs right now and this is the gel that I'm using and this is what it feels like on my hands and this is what it feels like and it was I'm not going to say it's transformative because it wasn't, but it was, it was a lot less sucky than it usually was. And it let me know what the power of my brain can do just by bringing it into the moment and not worrying about tomorrow, not worrying about yesterday and just being like, nope, what I am right now is I'm a person who is shaving her legs (laughs) and, um, and I get away from that habit far too often and bringing that back, I think is If you can learn to breathe mindfully and be mindful in the moment, um, you know, that that could take the place of, you know, thousands of seminars and books. Even though I will never stop going to seminars and books, those are probably the two biggest things that I I could impart to people. So we can make, we make things mean what we want them to mean. So... Whenever we're doing something mundane or boring or, you know, not necessarily the funnest thing in our life, we can, we have the choice and the ability to make it fun, maybe by singing to ourselves or making it a little game or... Exactly. Oh my gosh, definitely. um, Yes. Thinking about the results from whatever it is that we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing and that has a huge effect on um, the idea behind the results of getting what we want yeah you know oh my gosh I mean and I I quote a lot from NPR and and just the other day not to take this down a notch here but um, (laughs) they were they were talking about um, it's not Girl Scouts because obviously they didn't have Girl Scouts there but it was the sim- it was a similar troop and it was how even through the Holocaust the troop leaders kept that going and got in more um, kids to participate and they had the songs that they were singing 
And there were songs that when you and I would hear the lyrics to it, we're like, how were people singing this? But that was the thing. They made a game out of, you know, who could stoke the biggest fire? Who could collect the most firewood? Who could, you know, and, and I mean, things that were necessities to life. But because they were kids, they believed the, the troop leaders and what the troop leaders were creating for them was a world where they could still have fun in a world where there were parameters, but they could succeed and they could move ahead instead of being all, you know, everything, realizing the detriment and the, you know, the ugliness that was surrounding them. They had their own little oasis. And the amazing thing about it was that it had a trickle-up effect. It affected then the older and then the parents and everybody else in that whole environment. Um, you know, when they even interviewed the kids that are now 80 or 90, like, they remember that as a very... Um, as a warm memory in their mind just because of what those troop leaders created for them. So yeah, the power of what you do with it, whether you sing a song or make it fun, it doesn't matter, you know, where you are in your stage of life. Um, it's all it's all mental. So let me ask you this. What if you do all these things that we've been talking about and you know, your thoughts, your stages of life, your uh, support system uh, maybe even affirmations on a daily basis, uh, the books you read, what you surround yourself with. Uh, what if you do all these things, you say all these things, and you still fail at what you're looking to accomplish? You still, <laughs> you're still not there. What, what happens then? Oh my gosh, you just found a way that didn't work. You try something else. I mean, you just keep going. It's not... There is no giving up. There is just another way that that you successfully found a way to not make what you wanted to have happen happen. It's not... I mean... And that's not a mindset I've had for very long. Um, I definitely was the throw in the towel after maybe... Not even one full attempt. Maybe like a half an attempt. <laughs> but it's it's just it's perseverance it's getting through there I mean I if any time I've got to go take a test I've got to watch Rudy right beforehand because it just pumps me up it's like you know you just keep giving it all you got and and you what helps you keep going in that instance because I understand that I practice that and it's hard yeah you know yeah what what helps you through that that what helps you keep that persistence I, I wish I had a silver bullet for you. I really do. Um, I wish I could say, you know, repeat these words four times in the mirror, click your heels, and you'll be back home. And for me, I haven't found that. It's It's been... When it, when it really sucks, it's been my friends. It's been the people, you know, cheering for me or calling me out on being a wimp or not trying hard enough because... Most of the times when I didn't make it, I really wasn't given it all I had. I mean, let's be honest. Um, rarely have I been balls to the wall on something and not made it happen. And that's not because I'm great. That's just because, that's, I mean, it's just, it's a truth for anybody. Like, absolutely. if you give it it's everything you got. For me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so it's, it's when those failures have happened, it's having someone across from me that's, 
that I'm comfortable with and they're comfortable with me was saying, you know, you said you were doing X, Y, and Z, but here's what I saw, or this was my experience of it, and trusting them, and then knowing that they got my back, and then going back to the drawing board, replanning and doing it again, or... Um, so, um, in the instance where someone doesn't have that support system and or even one person that they can rely on to go to to say hey look I'm having trouble with this what should I do right they should obviously seek out somebody like that right oh yeah um that's that's the hard okay so when I when I very first um had a I don't even know how to my life was going to hell in a handbasket. I was in an like a uh, an abusive kind of relationship. I'd lost my job. I'd wrecked my car. I was losing my house. Like everything was going down. And the I called somebody, and I remember what she said. She was like, "Thank you for calling me. I know that the phone is the heaviest thing for you to pick up right now." And I cannot tell you. Oh my God, those words just like cut right through me because it was so true. The phone was the heaviest thing for me to pick up, to reach out because I was embarrassed. I felt like an idiot. I was, you know, like I'd failed, and that wasn't true. But that's just because I hadn't shared it with anybody that I was in my own head. Right. I mean, the brain is a crazy thing, and if you leave it alone to function on its own accord, it can do some. It, it can get you down a scary alley at some points. So. You know, when I started sharing with her what had gone through, she was like, oh, are you kidding? Yeah, that's happened to me too. Or she, you know, it was, and it was so relieving to hear that on the opposite side of the phone. So there are people, I mean, just let me encourage you. I got lucky. I had people that I knew that were physically in front of me that said, hey, here's a group. Here's, here's someone else that I know that's trying. Connect with them. Um, if you are out there, know that groups like this exist. Um, we have amazing resources at our disposal. You know, the, the interwebs, it's fantastic. Um, if you can tear yourself away from Twitter and do a Google search, you know, find people that are interested in the in the area that you're interested in. Get yourself into groups of like-minded people um, and, and really just keep talking about it to other people because, you know, it may not be the first person you talk to or the third or the 30th, but um, the human need is... It, it goes across, you know, race and age and all of that stuff. And you will find someone who connects with. Actually, you'll probably find it sooner than you think. So just keep reaching out and uh, know that the phone isn't always as heavy as you might think it is. That very much I can relate to. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling, stop making excuses and follow our directions. <laughs> um, one last question for you. Yeah. If there was one thing that you would want our listeners to take away from this interview, what would it be? Oh my gosh, one thing. Um, the one thing. The one thing. The, the one thing that makes everything else easier. Uh, you're not alone. That's, that's the biggest takeaway that I had is that... Um, there is somebody out there that's exactly where you have been, hell, they've been through worse. Um, and there is, there are books that exist, there are, are um, websites that you can go to, there are people that can help through this. So, 
you know, it doesn't matter where you are in your life. You could be making lots of money. You could be making absolutely none and still feel the same pain, the same discomfort, and want something better. Just reach out. Find find a support group. Find a group of like-minded people that are creating their goals and know that uh, you're not alone. You don't have to do this by yourself. Um, you know, hell, call me. Um, I'll talk to anybody. Four o'clock in the morning, I'm usually up. So it's... That, I'll you do that. <laughs> it's true. Trust me. I would love it. Um, you know, and it's and that's a gift. It's like someone someone was there for me at four, so I'm, I'm going to be there for someone else at four. So um, maybe not five. Five's kind of late. Um, I got to call it quits at some point. Um, you got to give to get sometimes. <laughs> right. So, and, uh, you know, make yourself of service. Like, get out there and do for others because that'll, that's a... That's a quick one to to remind me of where I want to be in life and give me the motivation to do other to, to do more. I couldn't have said it better. Um, thank you for taking the time out of your evening to join us and talk to me. Um, I think our listeners are going to be enthralled, and um, I learned a lot. Whether you believe it or not, I learned a lot about you and about this topic. So, thank you. Um, this is Leslie Hankins and Adam Walker with How to Get What You Want. Um, you can hit me up on SisterCityProperties.com. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Thanks.